Luciano Morales and Luciano Cigars are cigars that we have enjoyed for a good long time. The Dreamer, the Traveler, the Mildios line, really, Luciano's a fun dude. He's got an interesting story to tell. He's got an intensity about him. Well, now he's kind of partnering up with people, but not, not other cigar manufacturers you know, but a guy who came to him and said, I want to learn how to make cigars. And so he started as an intern, and that turned into a collaboration on the Y Panda. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, and we are just lighting it up. The Y Panda Cigar. That's the letter Y, Panda Cigar. This one right here is the Toro, a 6x52, which means it's six inches long, Fingers Tee-hee. Malloy. Oh, wait. It's six inches long, Fingers Malloy. tee Much better. And 52 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or how thick it is around. tee Fingers Malloy. <laughs> you know what's good? After four years, I change it up yeah. just to see what happens. So a 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch around. 52 is exactly the mouthfeel that both Fingers Malloy and I uh, like to be at. It's a really interesting story about how this came to be. What's more interesting is the amount of tobacco in here. So this is a Corojo 98 Colorado wrapper. Corojo wrappers really are, are all hybrids now because the last Corojo seeds were really, I mean, ended in the, in the early, early 90s. It just, it's, it's, a, it's a wrapper that could get a lot of disease to it and things like that. So you have these, these, these hybrids, and they come from uh, Honduras. Uh, you can get uh, Nicaraguan uh, Corojo. But Ecuadorian is, is a little bit different in and of itself, even in a world of strange wrappers. It's a, it's a strange, strange mix. Not only do you have that Corojo wrapper, You've got a Brazilian uh, and an Ecuadorian Sumatra, a Brazilian uh, uh, binder and Ecuadorian Sumatra, and Nicaraguan fillers from Jalapa and Esteli. There's a tremendous amount of tobacco going on in this cigar. And when I smoked this with Luciano Morales at the Premium Cigar Association trade show in Las Vegas, I remember saying, that's weird. Yeah. Because it was indeed weird. And you have just lit this up, Fingers Malloy. You just took your first puff boo bear. What's going on? Well, it's not quite a pepper bomb for me, but it's close. I got hit with pepper and spice, and it, it goes in the back of the throat. Also, some caramel. Uh, okay. But, but I'm telling uh, you, we just lit this. So. What you get from the very beginning, and I, you're right, there's a little bit of spice there for sure. Uh, a lot of the Corojos, people will see, you'll see descriptions as both sweet and spicy. Right? It's like the McDLT. They kept the cool side cool and the hot side hot. Jason Alexander is going to sing a song. You know the original commercial stars George from, from Seinfeld. It's Jason Alexander. He's wearing that white... Uh, I think it's a members-only jacket. Yeah, and he's got hair. He has hair. It's amazing. <laughs> All the times we live in. Um, but that's right. That, that spicy, that sweet is there. One of the things that you get from this cigar right away is that it's bright. This cigar is kind of bouncing off the tongue. Every time I I try to describe this, the only thing that comes to mind is Pop Rocks. Now, it's not like my tongue is tingling, but it has this brightness, and that creates... That is a very weird feel, and therefore a weird flavor, because it's, it's it's not per se floral. It's not per se citrusy. 
But every time I get that brightness, that's where my head goes. It's the natural reaction that, that, I, that I have. Uh, but there's a tremendous amount going on here with an absolutely perfect draw, Fingers. Yeah, perfect draw and also that hand feel. It actually is a little bit heavier than I thought it was going to be. It's got a little heft to it. Yeah, uh, a touch. Yeah. A touch now that I, now that I think about it. Um, and it's also the wrapper is oily beautiful. I got a little choked up there. Oily beautiful, which is uh, was my first band name. Really? Yeah. So what was your first song that you guys released as Oily Beautiful? Uh, Beds Are Burning. Midnight Oil took it from us. Wow. That was a pull. It's a Midnight Oil pull, everybody. What's what's really funny about it is in my head, I thought Midnight Oil. Is that what you thought? And and there you go. You just pulled out (laughs) Beds Are Burning. Try and get that on another podcast. (laughs) Another radio show, everybody. Uh, The Y Panda from Luciano Cigars. I'm here to tell you that it is not the everyday smoke. And the way it got described is that it's not the everyday smoke. Not that you couldn't smoke it every day, but it's very obvious this is a different kind of palate experience than other cigars. Uh, it's, it, this, this has, as we mentioned, all these different tobaccos. The last thing I would describe about this cigar is tobacco forward. I don't get a big tobacco punch in this. I don't get an existence of that. It's these other flavors and even a little bit of like a hay grass thing going on. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, You know, when you asked me what I was getting right off the bat, like I said, I just lit this and there was that initial caramel for me, uh, that pepper and that that spice, that pepper. It's it's like staying in the back of the throat for me. Really? Uh, uh Which uh, is not a a complaint at all. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Uh, but again, it could be influenced on, uh, of, of course, what I had to eat today, what you had to eat today. Oh, no. Uh, it's boring. Are we going to play? You, you may get a kick out of it. We'll play later. Okay. We'll, play. we'll do that as a tease. The Y Panda from Luciano Cigars. We are smoking the Toro uh, version right here, which is the 6x52. This is one of those great moments where you're going to do something to see where your palate's at. To see what it is you can really expand into. If you have found yourself smoking the same cigar over and again, oh, this is the cigar I like. This is the price point I like, cigar I like, fine, good. I'm not going to tell you no. If you have a cigar and that's the cigar you smoke, well, then smoke that cigar. I'm not here to judge by any stretch of the imagination. I am here to say if you want to expand the palate and really see where you're at, feel something that is completely unique to almost everything out there. Why Panda? Yeah. It is. It's this this is you think of what we've smoked recently. You think of what's right now in your humidor fingers. Nothing nothing like this. No. And I can understand why people have their their one go-to stick especially if you are on a fixed income and you want to make sure that you're going to have an enjoyable smoking experience and you you're a little bit uh apprehensive about spending money on other things when you know you've got a stick that you you like i could see that but if you do have the ability to go out and and buy other things you need to try new things you need to see what's out there right when you have when you set your budget and we're more conscious of the money than 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 ever before uh you don't want to waste but you do want to expand the palette and that's the only reason i suggest it i'm not saying right now that this is in my humidor is it in your humidor fingers malloy at $12.70 a stick. 
I mean, we've just lit this. But anytime you, you know, and I've kind of adjusted what I feel like I, sh- I should be uh, spending on a cigar. That's a good price point for me. So far, I would lean yes. Well, I have smoked this before, and later I will tell you where I lean. Now, you can find out more about this at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. I spoke with Luciano Morelis. I'm going to bring that to you. Fingers are going to bring that to you. News of the week is also uh, coming up. There's a tremendous amount to get to. Oh, and uh, we might be going on tour. Oh? Ah, uh, it's possible. Me, 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 me. We're not going to sing. Oh. If we're going to smoke the Y Panda, we might as well talk to the guy who made the Y Panda. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke, Eat, Drink, Smoke Show.com. Luciano Morelos, Luciano Cigars. Sat down with him in Vegas to talk about this, the Y Panda, and how everything is going with him. Now, again, it has been year after year here at the PCA, the Premium Cigar Association trade show in Las Vegas. We've had the chance to sit down with Luciano. We've sat down with him in Indianapolis uh, at Burn, uh, the, the, the lounge right. there in downtown. And you've gone in three years, four years, from a guy who was distributed by another company to a guy who is now distributing other people's cigars. You've grown from those base core cigars into now an incredible amount of facings, including what I'm smoking right here, what you're smoking, uh, the Y Panda, which is now uh, available. Yeah. Uh, holy crap, man. <laughs> we think we're growing an eat, drink, smoke. This is crazy. Thank you very much, brother. I think one of the reasons is that we came from the opposite direction of many in the industry. Uh, I think our story more similar to companies like Placencia and, of course, they, they have this beautiful operation. We're not even close. But we did came from uh, growing tobacco, then fermenting, then manufacturing for other brands, then launching our own brands. They're now having a distribution. Mm-hmm. So we've been like a vertically growing uh, for the past few years. And of course, this gives you a little more base uh, to, to develop, you know? But it's, it's, you know, you see a lot of companies launching their brands and trying to build out. Very few people have done it with the aplomb mm-hmm. uh, that you have. Is this based on your history of being a guy who did so many blends for so many others? Or did you see a, a moment in the market where you said, we can, we can exploit this opportunity to the place we want to get to? Was it about your experience or was it about seeing something that somebody else didn't see? I think my answer for that would be maybe sounding a little naive, but actually it's, it's from the bottom of my heart. I think this is a, a people-centric company. So I think a lot of things developed organically because we always have very good talent surrounding us. Mm-hmm. And then comes the opportunity. Right. And then we take the opportunity. I think uh, the fact that we, uh, we are people-centric, so we want to, it's part of our core values to really uh, uh, take care and, and value people, the people that work for us. I believe I, Absolutely. I, I have been paying attention. Yep, so I think that that's probably the, the reason. It's not about me. I think it's about everybody that's involved in the process. Mm-hmm. You, you, just, you just said it you know, offline about how the, Rebecca has developed. And uh, I think she has the opportunity and she's taking the opportunity as our sales team. We have people that are basically like family. You know, mm-hmm. We're here at the trade show. We could always stay at the hotels, but we decided to actually rent a big house with like more than 10 bedrooms. 
and have everybody staying together in one place. So we have our family dinners afterwards. So we have a different philosophy in how we treat people and how we, uh, even we actually come up with new products. A good example is the size of Maria Lucia, our size that actually our reps got feedback from the retailers saying these are the sizes that we would like to see on the Maria Lucia. And of course, because we are very much concerned about the delivery of that taste profile, mm. so then of course we have to limit where we could go. But we got all these new sizes because of our reps uh, influence our decision making and uh, in having those sizes. Now the Maria Lucia is a cigar we have reviewed on the show. You can go back in the archives, make sure you subscribe to the podcast at Eat, Drink, Smoke, wherever it is you get your favorite podcast. You talk about Rebecca. Rebecca's your daughter. Rebecca is 20... She's 22 now. 22, getting very old <laughs> in uh, the industry. And she, she runs the show. The family part of cigars... People know it from the Fuente family, from the family of J.C. Newman, right? Big, big names. But it isn't, it isn't show. It isn't part of a marketing strategy. It is family on family and building it out that way. Yeah. No, it is. It is. We have, the, we have our family involved, but two of my daughters are involved. But also we have people that are with us for a long time. I'm talking about people at the factory that have been with us for seven, eight, ten years. And we have here... Uh, extended family you know people that have been part of our story mark reddy since the beginning the guy who uh developed our initial brands uh you know this the, the partnership we have with atl for the past few years we're making cigars for them and now we distribute them as well and also our mentality of what we consider legacy right because you hear a lot of the expression of legacy brands correct mm -hmm. but actually I think uh, our business model is it's going more towards legacy in others, not in my personal family. Of course, the girls are involved, but they're not involved in blending. They're not involved in, uh, they're not involved in, uh, in, in, in the manufacturing part. But actually, I had this Chinese kid who came from China to the United States. He was only 18 years old. So he graduated uh, University of Michigan, and then he started working out in a smoking shop. And then he developed a special for cigars and tobacco. Now one day this kid shows up at my factory in Esteli, unannounced. Just and walks in. Just walked in and said, Luciano, I was afraid that if I called you or if I tried to contact you to someone, he would say no, so I just came. And I wanted to be mentored by you, I want to learn about tobacco. That story was so compelling to me that I said, hell yeah, let's do it. And six months later, that kid was overseeing my priming on Pueblo Nuevo. And then wow. he became active at the factory. He learned how to burn cigars. He learned how to roll cigars. He was at the factory every day. One year, being mentored by me in Nicaragua. So we decided to tell his story, and that's the cigar you're smoking. This is the Y Panda. Tell me about how this is made. So this is a cigar that uh, we, we say that you have to embrace the paradox because okay. it's using two, two different types of leaves that normally will never actually go together. Mm -hmm. They're very conflictive, but they make total sense when you actually see the, the, the whole picture of the cigar. When you, when you smoke, you're smoking right now. And it took you probably about four puffs for you to salivate. Look at the amount of uh, salivation you have in right. your cigar right now. It's because in your front palate now you are 
perceiving flavors that requires you to salivate to be able to perceive them. So you have this kind of alkaline tobacco, that's the Brazilian tobacco, and you have the Sumatra tobacco that has a lot of salinity and acidity. So very conflictive, but they make total sense. So embrace the paradox because the story of Panda is an amazing story. It's a kid who, there's no tradition of any Chinese in this industry. Let's be, let's mm-hmm. face it. Right. I, I don't know any, any Chinese that knows tobacco. I dare to say that this kid probably knows more tobacco than many in many brands that are in this trade show because he, and I'm not saying this as a criticism, no, because just, some people are just into marketing and branding, which is fine, mm. but that kid knows tobacco. So our business model from now on has been very much, well, from the recent past, is very much about building legacy into other people. So okay. if you're not greedy enough and you want to share equity of a brand, and you can bring someone, because think about it. Look at the deals that you see happening in this industry with the big guys buying, buying all the, 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 the other companies. They have to sign this MBO, this uh, NDA, this non-compete agreement, and then after five years, 10 years, they are gone. So what they do, they bring a face to the brand, so it represents the brand, right? What if you can create from inception a brand that you have actually those ambassadors, those uh, faces of the brand being a part mm-hmm. of the game, not just into representing, but actually owning that brand as well. We're going to manufacture, we're going to distribute, but also we have them completely involved. Luciano, listen, listen uh, I, uh, I've been a fan from the beginning, uh, continue to be, and thrilled to see the growth. Thrilled to see what you and Rebecca and the family have been doing, and I wish you nothing but the best. I'm glad you take time for us here. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for stopping by. You know, I love talking to you. You're a good man. You're a good man. Come (laughs) to Indianapolis. Thank you. The drinks are on us. I will. Really on fingers. I'm not. I'm going to stop by Blend. Oh, Uh, done (laughs) and done. We got you covered. Done deal. All right. Thank you. Make sure to check out Luciano's website, LucianoCigars.com. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy. That was Luciano Morelis, Luciano Cigar, smoking the Y Panda here, that Ecuadorian Corojo uh, wrapper, and that mix of tobaccos. It's just, it's still one of the strangest cigars I've ever had. And we are smoking quickly, Fingers Malloy. Yeah, I guess. You are midway through the second, third. I am just finishing up. The first third, and it's important that when you grab the cigar, the Y Panda, with that Corojo uh, wrapper from Ecuador, um, aged three years, by the way, get your notebook out. What would you eat today? What did you drink today? What is the weather? Early, early week in Indianapolis where we are, and we broadcast at Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, blendbarcigar.com. They're also in Pittsburgh. They're also in the Woodlands. They're in Texas. The weather has been unbelievable. It has been fall-like. For the past few days, it has been precious. That will all come to an earth-shattering end um, by by the time everybody's listening. Um, but it does it does affect your palate and affects the way you taste things. So, what did you eat? What did you drink? And then break the scar into thirds in your mind: first third, second third, final third. What are the notes you're getting from the cigar? What are the flavors that you're getting? Don't worry about being you know hyper accurate. Just give yourself a general feel. Then, when you smoke that cigar two or three months later, you do it again. Compare the notes, see where your through lines are, see where your palate is. This cigar is just flat out awkward. Yeah, it has changed radically for me. Okay, uh, so you're well into the second, third. 
You were talking about a little bit of pepper. You were talking a little bit, a little bit of sweet, like caramel. What are you at now? So that pepper, and I, you know, we've talked about this a lot. Has it subsided or have I gotten used to it? I feel like the pepper has subsided a little bit for me. It's become uh, subdued. That sweetness isn't there, that caramel that I was talking about earlier. That hay, that grass, has become more pronounced with some tobacco. Uh, that's what I'm getting out of now, this. Now, that part I agree with. As I have started to get closer to the second third or into the second third, that tobacco is starting to make itself present, specifically on the tongue. But I'm telling you, that brightness, which to me is almost a citrus, mm -hmm. is there. There is a little bit of spice that's happening in the cheek. It's an awkward cigar. I'm not going to lie about that because it's a very, very different flavor profile. So we had asked the question, is it in your humidor fingers, Malloy, at $12.70 a stick? You're a, you're a maybe or you're a yes? I think I'm still a yes. Uh you know, we talked about it's a, a an easy, pleasant draw. It's been low maintenance. Uh, this stick, uh, the flavors, it, it, it's different. To go from that sweetness for me and and, and, and that spice to, to have that subsided more of the, the for me hay grass tobacco. Uh, yeah, I, I could see having a couple of these in my humidor. In one of the very rare instances, I'm a no. Really, this is not in my humidor. Though. It, it, none of it, it's not that it's bad. It's beautifully constructed. The wrapper is a gloriously it's gloriously oily and and it's got just a little bit of veining in it. It feels great in the hand. The draw is sensational. As a as a bit of construction, this cigar is wonderful. These flavors do not work for my palate. Now I've had a couple of these in 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 my uh, life. The Avo uh, Carib. The Avo Carib does not work for my palate. It comes across salty. People are going to yell at me, the God of Fire Siri B. Sorry. The Siri B comes across to me as bitter. It is not ever in my humidor. But the God of Fire Carlito, I buy by the box. <laughs> the 2019 Carlito, God of Fire Prometheus, I buy by the box. So there are plenty of Luciano cigars that perfectly work for my palate. This is not one of them, but I can appreciate what's been done here. And certainly, if you've never tried it, it's worth a try to see where your palate is. See how you can expand it out. See where there are opportunities for you. Yeah. I just know, as a guy who smokes for a living, um, <laughs> this isn't it for me. That, that, and, that, and that's all there is to it. This isn't anger. This isn't me saying, no, 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 and putting it down. I'm going to finish the thing. Yeah. But I'd have to be in a very unique mood. To be like, ooh, why Panda? Hmm. It's just not my flavor profile. Well, there you go. That's it. But you, you see the difference? It could not be my flavor, flavor profile, and I'm not saying it's the worst thing ever, because it's not. It's just not for me. Right. Definitely, uh, we encourage you to go to your local lounge, and if they have it, give it a try. See what you think, and let us know at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Yeah, and we're smoking the Toro, which is a 6x52. It's time, Fingers Malloy for news of the week. So, a full list of Las Vegas hotels with bed bugs has been released. Is any of those the Harrah's that we stayed at? No. Well, then, okay. But on the strip, oh, well, first of all, Tony, when you check into a hotel, do you check your bed for bed bugs? I start by setting the entire room on fire <laughs> to ensure it is sanitized for my protection. Uh, see, I put a whole raid can in the middle and I walk out for 10 minutes. Uh, yes, I do. Not only do I pull off the sheets and check the bed, 
I lift under, I lift the bed up and check underneath. Do you? Yes, absolutely I do. I, no surprises yet. Yeah. I used to do that, and I found myself lately I haven't been, and, and I, I need to because you just need one bad time, right? Yep. <laughs> just one bad experience. And, and you got to feel for these, these hotels. I mean, it's just you're dealing with thousands and thousands of people every day. Things are going to happen, but it's just, oh, yeah. I can think of nothing more disgusting than bed bugs. Yeah. So Newsweek reports uh, that the Southern Nevada Health District uh, has has released a list. Circus Circus was on the list. Circus Circus. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, we when we go to Vegas next year, we need to go to the steakhouse in Circus Circus, which I have confirmed does not have bed bugs. Right. But they have some darn fine steaks there. So we haven't done that. Usually when we're in Vegas, Fingers takes us to Hugo's Cellar, which is in the Four Queens, mm-hmm. Fremont Street. If you, if you want... First of all, the steak is solid. The prime rib is sensational. But if you want the experience, the old school experience, it's, it is spectacular. I was thrilled the first time we went there, Fingers. Thrilled that we've gone back. I couldn't think of going to Vegas without going there. It's just one of those old school spots, like you said. Uh, you know, they bring out the salad cart and make the salad right in front of you. And it's the salad when they're done with all of the toppings and ingredients is seven pounds. It's beautiful. And, it's beautiful. And then they bring out the sorbet in between uh, right. uh, uh, in the little ice cream cone. Uh, and then when you're done with your meal, they bring you a hot towel. Yep. And uh, was it uh, white chocolate dipped strawberries? That's right. Oh, magnificent. And a foot rub. Yes, and they do give a flower to the ladies, but so no foot rub actually. No, there was not. But you you do get the flower, ladies, which is totally sexist. Yeah, exactly. So who else has bed bugs? So I know where not to go, uh, and that's unfair. You should still go. Yeah, you should still go. This is uh, Newsweek released this list, like I said, uh, and a lot of it was due to the uh, Southern Nevada Health District. Uh, circus, 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 Palazzo, the Palazzo. Yeah. Well, that's a high-end place, so it's a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah, uh, MGM Grand. Again, pretty high-end. Uh, Sahara. Well. Eh. <laughs> 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 eh. Oh, oh, we are going to get a visit from a guy. Caesar's Palace. Really? Yep. Uh, so, I'll, I'll, by, the, by the way, apparently these problems are being addressed because when word gets out, Tony, <laughs> that you have been reported for bed bugs, uh, you, you, you hop on that right away. Uh, the Tropicana and uh, the Planet Hollywood rounds out the list. So, I, I have stayed at Planet Hollywood. Uh, decent, decent spot. And you don't look itchy at all. All the Vegas st- stuff you do, you, don't, you really don't check? I should. I know I should. But I, 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 I've done so much traveling. It, you know, what we do uh, with radio and all the conferences I've attended and all the events I've covered, uh, I have checked and never had a problem, ever. So after a while, maybe you get a little complacent. Do you check for video cameras? No, I don't do that. You check for video cameras, too? Maybe. <laughs> maybe I do. What, what if you hit the Daily Double where there's a video camera filming the bed bugs in your room? What are the bed bugs are filming? <laughs> you see, you got to take the absurdity all the way to the end. Uh, I haven't run into either yet. But then again, I don't check the internet enough. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. 
Bardstown may very well be described as the capital of bourbon in Kentucky. Maybe uh, the capital of bourbon in the world, although bourbon can come from anywhere in the United States. It just has to come from the United States. And Bardstown bourbon makes very good stuff, whether it's the original series, the fusion series, the discovery series, or the collaborative series. And in the collaborative, they have got something unique with four square rum. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We are drinking the Bardstown Bourbon Collaborative Series Four Square. This is a mix of seven and 17-year-old both rye and bourbon finished in four square rum casks out of Barbados. So you take an Indiana rye that is seven years old, a Tennessee bourbon that is 17 years old. You finish it off in a rum cask and then you feed it to Fingers Malloy and be aware of your fingers. <laughs> this, this sounds like something that was come up in a lab by some mad scientists. Fine, fine, mad scientists. Fingers Malloy, it comes in at 107 proof. Anything over 100 proof, getting applause from Fingers Malloy. When it, if Bardstown is doing it, I'm willing to give it the shot. I am not a guy who is into shtick when it comes to bourbon. But there are people who do these kinds of mixes very well. Barrel, what Barrel Spirits does, sorry, knockout, spectacular stuff. Bardstown makes fine juice, and I'm willing to give this a go. Of course, if you're smoking a cigar, people forget that rum is a wonderful, wonderful pairing with a cigar. If you haven't done it, start doing it. And no, not Bacardi. Go for things. Uh, we are, are big fans of, of bamboo. Yes. Uh, uh, a rum. Uh, we think that that's just wonderful. A lot of good rums out there. We need to so, do more rum on the show. I Challenge accepted. I agree. This is 90% Indiana rye, 10% Tennessee bourbon, as described from the guys over there at Breaking Bourbon. Uh, I went to them to see where the mash bills were uh, uh, on this. On the bourbon, it's 84% corn. On the rye, it's only 51% rye. So there's a lot of corn. A lot of sweetness going on that then gets, I would assume, amplified by being in that rum uh, cask. And fingers Malloy, we take it to the nose, and I could just, I can just sit down with this for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, a actually a little lighter, not as heavy as I thought it would be, but that's nice. First of all, at 107 proof, there is no alcohol. Zero. Ethanol You're absolutely right about that. Nose. Zero. That sweetness, it's it's interesting. There's there's a little bit of vanilla and some cinnamon, and then there's another, I don't want to say a candy sweetness, but there's something else there that I, I can't put my finger on, Tony. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you're going for. This was finished, I believe, in the rum for an adi- in the rum cask for an additional 23 months. There's a lot of time spent on this. You're talking about a seven-year rye and 17 years on the bourbon. My God, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Boy, that's really good on the nose. Now, Fingers Boy, the question is, are you ready for this? Oh, Lord Tony, I've been ready for this all week. It is the Bardstown Bourbon Collaborative Series Foursquare, finished in the rum casks. We start it neat and then decide whether we're going to bring it to a rock, add some ice chips, a little bit of water to it. Fingers Malloy is doing what's known as the Kentucky Chew, moving it around the palate, really getting a feel for it. Sometimes you want to take two sips, the first to really set the taste buds, the second 
to really get the flavors. Fingers Malloy, 107 proof. There's Did no, you feel it? There's no way this is 107 proof. There's no way. First of all, there's a little bit of uh, a sting on the tongue, a gentle warmth going down. There's caramel. Uh, there's oak. Uh, maybe, th- th- and, and spice. Maybe some pepper. Maybe. Well, I'm ready. I'm going in. Oh, you got to go in. I'm going I'm, in. I'm absolutely stunned that this is 107 proof. It's 90% Indiana rye. It's 10% Tennessee bourbon. And note, Tennessee bourbon, not Tennessee whiskey. So none of that charcoal filtering. And then finished in the rum cast, Bardstown, the collaborative series, the Foursquare. Here I go. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing what we like to call the Saginaw Swish. And he's continuing to swish. Boy, that really, really lingers on the palate for a long, long time. And no complaints at all. Tony, what do you think? That is unbelievable. First, let me just say, hot in the the mouth. Hot, a little bit of heat going down. Heat throughout the entire chest. I can feel it in the cheeks. Yeah. And on the gums. A little bit between the cheek and gum, Tony. It's a little more cinnamony at first. That is... That is delicious. It's sweet. Don't get me wrong. It is sweet, and sweet is the is the overwhelming. What's weird is the bourbon itself is thin, right? I was expecting more viscosity on the glass, things like that. It coats like a syrup. It coats into the cheek, the tongue, all the way down. Wow. And it, it just stays. It just stays. It's got staying power. It's it's unreal, yeah. Um, maybe a little a little bit of, of pepper spice, yeah, on the finish. Maybe it dries out a touch. Oh, oh, oh! Wow. Now there's a great example of something unique and different. Like we were talking about with the cigar, the Y Panda from Luciano Cigars that we're smoking here. That is sensational. Yes, sensational. Now. Don't get me wrong. You're not tasting rum. You are getting sweetness, an amplified uh, sweetness. And someone could argue maybe, maybe it's too sweet. That person should be beaten about the head and neck with a stick. Well, and you're a big rye drinker. This does not taste like a rye either. No, no, no. No, the fact that it's 90% rye. But remember, we discussed the fact that it was only 51% rye, 45% corn. So that's big corn on both of these. Even the bourbon part is 84% corn. So you'd expect it to have more of a sweetness. But it has balance. It isn't overwhelming. It isn't, even though there's a syrup feel, it's not syrupy. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. I'm going to do it for each drink, Smoke Nation, but I hate the idea of putting anything in this. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you. I do think that a cube might cut the sweet by enough to make it even more enjoyable. This is my hope, because I'm going to go big cube with the thing. Yeah. I uh, have much more of a sweet tooth than you do. I, I don't get me wrong. I, I believe that's true. 107 proof. You don't feel any part of it. That's sensational. And that could play for the entire table. That is a sensational, sensational piece. Now, what it doesn't have that I would have dug was a little more oak. I Maybe on the finish, I would like a touch, a touch more oak. But it's just a wonderful bit of mouthfeel and a wonderful, wonderful bit of flavor. The question is, Fingers Malloy, is it in your liquor cabinet? 
at $160 a bottle. Seek it at your local lounge. Seek it at your bar. For a special occasion bottle, the answer is yes. I would buy this at $160 a bottle. Yeah, I'm one and done. Yep. I'm one and done. My, that's, that was a pleasure. <laughs> Show's not done. That's going to be a pleasure. <laughs> right there. That is from Bardstown Bourbon. The collaborative series Foursquare. That's a joy. Oh, no. Doesn't play 107 proof, 107 proof at all. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy, the Bardstown Bourbon Company collaborative series Foursquare, meaning it's finished for 23 months in Foursquare rum casts. It's a blend of Indiana rye and Tennessee bourbon. It's sensational, Fingers Malloy. And at $160 a bottle, we're both in for a bottle in our liquor cabinets. Damn, son. Yeah, I mean, I think I've documented over uh, the course of this show that I am not one that likes to spend over $100 on a bottle of bourbon. This is $160. It's in my liquor cabinet. And I understand that's a price point that for a lot of people, it's just not something they're going to do. Find it at your local lounge. If it's there, get a pour. you got to try it. It's fantastic. 107 proof and doesn't feel like it at all. Fingers, I'm putting it on the big rock. Oh, boy. I'm putting it on the big rock because what we do for Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation is we try it in all the ways. Remember, when you add water, Fingers is adding a little bit of cool water to his right there uh, that he has neat. Water brings down proof. As a matter of fact, in the world of bourbon, the only thing you can add to a bourbon is water to bring down the proof. Anything else, it's no longer a bourbon. Water will also open it up. Some flavors get a little more muted, some a little more pronounced. So the move to a rock or, or, or ice chips, what have you, changes the drink. 100% it changes the drink, and sometimes for the better, and sometimes you're like, ah, I should have had it neat. We both loved it neat. Absolutely loved it. Fingers, you had a little bit of water there. What do you think there, Kitten? Did the water uh, give you some more flavor, or did it hurt you? Oh. Uh, here's the deal. Bum, 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 bum. It took away some of that sweetness, which I think you're going to like. Uh, it also brought out a little bit more of a baking spice uh, to it. I liked it better neat. I'll be interested to see what you think, because you may actually like this even more because I, I you didn't say it was too sweet for you but it's it's sweet it, it was yes i would like a touch more oak to it that's the only thing for me that it's 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 a tremendous bit of flavor going on here here i go on a cube he's going in ladies and gentlemen he's doing what we like to call the louisville lip that's not it oh yeah that's delicious <laughs> oh hold on a second going no, back he's in. going back in ladies and gentlemen he's doing what we call the memphis munch that is that is not it yeah, it still it still brings heat for me. It brings heat throughout the center chest, just flows right through you. You try that. That's solid. On the cube, you bet that works. And yes, it did cut down a little bit of the sweetness. And yes, I get a touch more wood out of it. Yeah, it did. It, there's much more oak on that than there is on just uh, with a couple of drops of cool water. Uh, the Bardstown bourbon collaborative series four square that's just absolutely wonderful we're smoking the white panda from luciano cigars with that ecuadorian corojo a wrapper are you done with it fingers is that what you're telling me no i just when you when you say the white panda it makes you think briefly 
Why Panda? Letter Y. Why Panda uh, cigar from, from Luciano Cigars. It is this mix of, of tobaccos. It's, it's bright. For me, it's, it's, it's a touch citrus, a touch of, of, of pepper on there. I can appreciate it. It's not my flavor profile. And that's, that's all I can say. So many of the Luciano cigars are, and I have them in my humidor. This is not one of them in my humidor because it's not my flavor profile. But in terms of the construction, in terms of the feel, everything about it, uh, the 6x52 that we're smoking the Toro, just terrific. It, it's in my humidor uh, one or two because it is definitely an enjoyable smoking experience. At the beginning, I got that, that caramel and pepper. The pepper subsided, getting more of a, a grass hay uh, and tobacco uh, as I'm moving into the, the, the final third. I would have one or two of these in my humidor. $12.70 is the MSRP, so it's a fine price. Yes. And you'll try it, and you'll decide for yourself. Let us know what you think at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. But it's time, Fingers Malloy, for news of the week. Well, Tony, I think that you and I can both agree that Eat, Drink, Smoke, we consider ourselves media watchdogs. <laughs> Wait, is that what we consider ourselves? Media watchdogs. Ah, what do you know? And so uh, we have been following uh, things that have been going on on cable news, specifically CNN. And uh, they have had several lineup changes. They're trying to figure out what to do uh, to help with their struggling ratings. Well, they have announced a new programming lineup that's going to reinvigorate reinvigorate uh, the network, it says here on this press release. Is that right? Yes. So uh, Aaron Burnett is taking over the 7 o'clock hour. Anderson Cooper will be there at 8, as I, apparently he always is. Uh, Caitlin Collins at 9. Abby Phillips at 10. Laura Coates at 11. Here's one thing that's very interesting, Tony. Uh, Chris Wallace is coming back. What? Chris Wallace will anchor a new weekly program uh, on the weekends, and it will be called Who's Talking to Chris Wallace? So this was a show. Chris Wallace left Fox to go to CNN, and the whole thing fell apart, and then they moved him over to some HBO thing, and now he's coming back to, to do things on CNN. First, it's Abby Phillip, oh. not Phillips. Oh, I, I, I know. apologize it's to exactly Abby. exactly where I would have gone, and everybody probably Well, I'm from Michigan. We pluralize everything. That's who you are. <laughs> That's who you are. more than one Abby. You are the squirrely Dan of Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs> uh, this, this is a story about what happens when you announce something as special, but it's nothing more than rearranging deck chairs. Mm-hmm. There's nothing new here. Now, Fox did this just a little while ago. Here's our new lineup. And Jesse Waters takes over for Tucker Carlson. And Laura Ingram is still there. And Sean Hannity is still there. And they moved the time of Greg Gutfeld and, and, and his show. That's not a new lineup. Yeah. That is a reshuffled lineup. This, even though you add Abby Phillip and Laura Coates, this is not a new lineup. This is not something that changes what people either have or have not liked about the network. The, 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 the news world, the punditry world, is filled with people, some of whom you and I both know are awful, mm-hmm. right? It's miserable. You don't want to hear them. Why does anybody listen to them, et cetera? But we all know that there are people out there who you would like to hear from. Different styles of voices, different styles of conversation. So far, nobody's willing to go for different style. 
in the world of Fox, regardless of all the hits they've taken with that Dominion Voting Services lawsuit and, and, and how Tucker Carlson was shown the door, they still have ratings. And even though they took a major hit, a lot of those ratings are back. Not all, but a lot of them are back. CNN is failing miserably. They had brought in the new CEO after Jeff Zucker. The new CEO was Chris Licht, L-I-C-H-T. That imploded on them. Nobody would listen. Nobody wanted to do the things he wanted to do. And he was he was out. They are now, I, I don't even know if they're like CEOing by committee or whatever they're doing. <laughs> this doesn't move the needle. It's because CNN's too far gone. I mean, let's face it. You had Chris Lick come in and wanted to change the way they were doing things there. The bottom line is they can change the faces, but if the content is the same, where you're much more focused on crafting narrative than you are actually reporting news, uh, I, I don't think that this will move the needle for them at all. The only interesting new show is King Charles, yeah. which will be co-hosted uh, by Gail King of CBS uh, This Morning and Charles Barkley, the basketball uh, all-star, Hall of Famer. That at least could get interesting because it could have some opinion that might make you say, hmm. But in the main, this is just... It, I, it, it takes so much for big companies to move, and this is not a move. Uh, if we could pump a bunch of truth serum uh, into Chris Wallace... What do you think he's thinking right now? I think Chris Wallace, anytime he gets upset, takes a look at his bank account and says, oh, yeah, that's right. And then he goes back to doing whatever it is Chris Wallace does on an average day. Oh, I don't think he cares at all. The money is so nuts. It's like when Megyn Kelly got fired from NBC. Sure, it stung. Then she looked at the $60 million and she said, who wants pancakes? (laughs) She didn't say that? Uh, Do you think she's consumed a pancake in the last 15 years oh yes that's i believe megan kelly has definitely done that maybe just maybe maybe i have i found myself in a moment of conflict fingers malloy oh conflict because i can either talk about how 46 percent of divorced couples say the number one conflict in their relationship was not about money or i could talk about 10 offensive baby names to be avoided I love this show more than anything. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Uh, your, your, your choice, Fingers. We, we're going we gonna to do baby names. We're going to do divorced couples. Let's do divorced couples because I've always felt, Tony, that Eat, Drink, Smoke can be considered a relationship coach show. Is that right? Yes. We're here to bring people together? Yes. The biggest conflicts, according to the people at CNBC. Which, by the way, I go to for all of my relationship advice. (laughs) And rightfully so. Here are the the biggest conflicts divorced couples encounter. Now, you are not divorced. I am not divorced. So, just so we're clear. Career choices. I was going to be a biomed CEO, but my wife wanted to juggle. (laughs) And we just didn't see eye to eye. Career choices. Sure. How so? Uh, Listen, sweetheart, I have been selling encyclopedias door-to-door for 15 years. I don't feel like it's going anywhere. I want to move on and get another job. But, honey, we pay our bills with you selling encyclopedias door-to-door. 
But sweetheart, I cannot sell encyclopedias door to door anymore. People slam doors in my face and ask me things like, what's an encyclopedia? But dear, we pay our bills with you. I can totally see this being a thing. This could be a one-man show. The greatest one-man show. It's possibly... In the history of mankind. Did you like how I went from side to side on the microphone? Like this was actually a visual show and not radio. See what I'm do- doing it now. Right. It Listeners can't tell. Okay. All right. So that's not career choices. That is not, that's one person not supporting another person because of fear. Well, yeah, I, I want to switch careers. Well, you, you can't switch a career. We're, we're, we're doing perfectly well on your encyclopedia sales job income. Oh, that's that's telling an uglier tale. Right? The the switch should be smart. I can I can appreciate the conversation of risk. But this is a conversation of no no no, you can't change. My life is going great. You can't change. That's possibly will reflect poorly on me or make me sacrifice and I can't have that. Well, then that's a couple that's not in it to win it together. Yeah. Cuz sometimes changes have to be made. Well, I've sold you on several occasions, Tony. A relationship is a partnership. I've never actually said that, but it sounded good <laughs> on the radio. Man, I can't wait for your relationship podcast. <laughs> That's going to be great. Parenting differences. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I, parenting differences, how? Listen, uh, you I'm have, the worst guy to ask these questions to. You have a set of beliefs of how you're going to be a parent. And then you actually have a kid. And everything that you thought you were going to do, uh, so, well, at least some of it may change based on reality versus theory. See, shouldn't that have been something that was discussed before the baby was made? Sure. But your attitude on how to raise a kid may change when all of a sudden you have that kid. And it also changes with the kid. I, I get yeah. that. But I, I, you look at this. Division of household labor. Relationships with family, relationships with friends. First, the reason you don't get married right away is so you can see how people interact with the family. And then you're like, wait a second, that doesn't work. Or why is the family so, like, in in our lives, maybe you should stick to the side a little bit. We're building something here. Division of household labor? Oh, I could see that too. You're talking about drying the dishes? Sure. Especially when kids come into play. Say uh, you are a family that both parents work and then all of a sudden one uh, of the of the two in the couple wants to slack off on uh, what goes on in the household getting things done and the other person is getting really frustrated with their spouse because they're doing most of the work and things don't change no matter how much you argue at some point I could totally see where someone may okay. just totally say I'm, I'm done I'm out yeah this the, I mean so much of this is a conversation of how people don't talk to each other, don't engage, and figure, well, my, again, goes back to that first thing. My life is fine. I, I, I don't see what your problem is. I think everything's fine. Number seven on the list, uh, I don't quite understand. Maybe you can walk me through health choices. Um, if someone doesn't take care of themselves, they, they have... Let themselves go? Is that they, what you're saying? Hey, there's let themselves go. But they don't recognize it. Oh, I'm, I'm married now. It doesn't matter. You know, I, the amount of people. So, okay. I know that I'm different. I know that I'm different. But have you walked through a supermarket lately? 
Yes. Okay. The amount of people who have just given up and think that everything is okay is an is an unbelievably insulting number. Part of the reason I make sure I look all right when I walk out the door is because if I'm walking out the door with my wife, I want her to know that she matters enough that I should at least look all right going out the door. That I shouldn't just look like I just woke up. I shouldn't be somebody who doesn't care. I should care because I want her to care. That she matters. And some people say, oh, you do that just so your wife will love you. No, I do it because I love my wife. Because we matter to each other and that what we do and how we present ourselves also involves how we present ourselves to each other. How we care about each other. What it is we show each other. People... I am stunned at the people who, A, don't know that and, and, or maybe have never thought of it. And then as, as a follow-up, the things I see, it, it's like the airplane's all over again, man. <laughs> the total lack of respect for themselves. And if they don't respect themselves, how could they possibly respect another person? Well, I think you're also setting yourself up for uh, trouble in your golden years, right? If, if, you're, if you're really not taking care of yourself in your 30s and 40s and 50s, what it can lead to if you make it to your 70s, where uh, you know you, you now all of a sudden you need two knees, you need a hip replacement. Uh, and it, it can be based on the choices that you made earlier in life. Speaking of not taking care of themselves, it's time to play America's favorite game, What Did Fingers Eat Today? Fingers Malloy will tell us what he ate today. We will pick our jaws up from the floor and then ask Fingers Malloy, how are you still alive? Fingers, what did you eat today? Well, Tony, as you know, I am cutting carbs. Oh, and good God. So, and so I had today... Not a repeat, everybody. <laughs> not a repeat. I had zero-carb bread toasted with cream cheese... And then I took some brisket rub and sprinkled it on the cream cheese because that is salt, pepper, and garlic. And I, I tricked myself into making myself believe that I was eating an everything bagel. I uh, I can't even look at you. It was delicious. Honestly, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds like something. That's like, ooh, life hack. I should try. What else did you have? That's it. That's it? Yeah. But I thought you would mock me, not just because I had the zero net carb bread toasted with cream cheese, but I used brisket rub and sprinkled it on top of the there cream cheese. There are so cheese. many other things to mock you for. I will ask the question. <laughs> Fingers Malloy, how are you still alive? I did four squat thrusts earlier today. I feel magnificent. You look, you look magnificent. Thank you. You look magnificent. The Bardstown Bourbon Collaborative Series Four Square Rum Distillery. Man, the bourbon and the rye that has been spent 23 months in the rum casks. $160 a bottle, a sensational, sensational bottle of bourbon that you should try. And the Y Panda cigar with that Corojo wrapper, Ecuadorian Corojo, from Luciano Cigars. Perfect construction, perfect feel, just not my flavor profile. But for you, Fingers, a couple in the humidor. Yep, absolutely. Especially at that price point, it's, what, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, great smoking experience at 1270 a stick. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, and you gotta, and everyone slow down a little when you smoke. Don't don't smoke for speed. Smoke for joy. You're 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 there to relax. 
go about doing that. And while you're relaxing, read our book, Let's Go Barbecue. Recipes, tips, and tales from the pit. Available at Amazon.com. Let's go BBQ at Amazon.com. And find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media. On Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. And Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast.